raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Monday, it's a new episode of All Rise, the legal drama where one judge is shaking up the system. When I take the bench, I'm taking a vow to fight for justice. One case at a time. Your Honor, we're going to trial. Simone Misick is Judge Lola Carmichael. Up on that bench. Everything is different. A new episode of All Rise. Freedom is at stake. It's important. Followed by a new episode of Bull, Monday at 9, 8 central on CBS. He's been the producer and an on-air fixture for 13 years, but the people wanted more. You are now entering the Boneyard with T-Bone on WFNZ.com. Oh, yeah. Welcome to the relaunched edition of the Boneyard podcast, the longest-running episodic podcast in the history of WFNZ.com. Well, we haven't done one in a year. We're back now. Every single Friday, you'll go inside my world, the people around me, the people around the radio station. It's going to be, uh, well, I can't promise a lot of fun. That seems like it's a, a strong promise. But we're going to talk sports. We're going to talk life. We're going to talk about whatever you guys ask me to talk about. And as you guys know, Osborne got an opportunity. Osborne, uh, Osborne Gilliland was the guy that did the podcast with me. For the 10 episodes last year, he now has moved on to producing and doing a great job for Garcia and Bailey, 10 to 2 here on WFNZ, so he can't do the podcast with me anymore. So I had to go out there. I'm going to find different people, and today I wanted to introduce the new guy on our show who's doing fantastic work behind the scenes. He's on the air sometimes, but behind the scenes, he's crushing it. Please welcome Zach McGee. A round of applause. Thank you, yeah, Bone. Well, Great introduction. I appreciate audience, that. The studio audience is just going nuts. <laughs> Zach, welcome not only to the Mac Attack, but to the Boneyard Podcast. I want to get you in here first because I wanted people to maybe get to know Young ZZ, as okay. I call you Young a little ZZ, bit more. So. Young Zach. I like all the nicknames you guys give me. Yes, sir. Question number one. Who the hell are you? <laughs> I'm Zach McGee, uh, 24. We'll be 25 in August. Um, from... Pittsburgh slash Buffalo. Uh, I got family up in Buffalo. I'm really from Pittsburgh. Uh, big Buffalo sports fan. Currently live in uh, Mooresville, your side of town. Yeah, so. we, we we do live near each other. And not uh, with each other, but no, near no, each not, other. not yet. I might need you here soon. <laughs> uh, in Motown, we, as I call it Motown. 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 Oh yeah, yeah, great, great nickname. So sports radio. You're in sports radio now, getting opportunities. What what drew you to sports radio? Like, how long have you wanted to do this? What drew you here, and how honored are you to work with two icons day in and day out? Like, uh, well, oh well, first uh, of all, uh, myself and the other guy. Yeah, I'm so honored. Um, the world famous T Bone and the world famous oh, Mackie. Please. Yeah, no, um, this is the only thing I've ever wanted to do is talk sports. I can't remember ever wanting to be, you know, a fireman or a policeman like you know other young kids do. I've only really ever wanted to talk sports, and I didn't know whether that would be. Um, you know, writing sports, is, which is what I did in high school a lot, was write stories about sports. I was the sports reporter for my newspaper in high school. I just knew whatever I would be doing. Lake Norman to, High School, right? Yes, yes, okay. Lake Norman High School. I knew I was always trying to make a coin doing something about sports. So never really want to do anything else. Well, you're so doing, blessed. You're doing a fantastic job. You Thank mentioned you. that you're a Buffalo fan. Yes. Which you get mocked for a lot, right? But you are you are true and true to Buffalo. I am. Panthers signed, or, or they're about to sign. I haven't seen the latest here on my phone, but Denora Cersei. 
defensive back you know well from Buffalo. What's your reaction to to him as a player, and do you think that he fits in here in the Panthers' secondary? That the rumors out there that he's going to sign. Like by the time you hear this, it might be done or not done. Not yeah. done. But as of now, that's the talk. So go ahead. Yeah, I mean, he's very meh to me. I don't want to. You know, downgrade him and man, say, is that a Buffalo term, man? <laughs> like, hey, man. Eh, whatever. Okay, you know, so just just a guy. Basically. He's not a yeah. He's just a guy. He's not a um. He's not a bad player. I'm not going to say he's a bad player. He's a great tackling safety. Um, he's a bigger. You know, as you see his build, he's a bigger safety. He'll come up and stuff the run for sure. Can't remember him ever being beat deep though. You know, he's not the fastest guy. Can't remember him ever being like, oh, that's seriously getting beat again. You know, I don't. I, don't, I can't remember saying that. So, a definitely solid player. I don't think he's ever made a Pro Bowl or anything like that. But just kind of like you know the glue that your team needs to stick not one of the highest paid guys on your team or anything like that but you know a definitely solid player i would say he he sort of reminds me of when they signed kirk coleman yes because if you recall kirk coleman was not a pro bowler when he signed here in carolina it was sort of who is this guy we knew he was ohio state mm-hmm. we knew where he'd been but to expect a lot from kirk coleman was probably not gonna happen then of course he turns out to be a pretty good player yeah so i think these this is a value signing I don't think he's the safety forever. They're going to draft one, or they're going to bring in a young guy. So, I don't. I don't hate it. Uh, it's not to me. Eric, Eric Reed is is the play, but there's so many factors. Of Eric Reed that, that yeah. go into it that it's don't want to get into that right now because we did it on the <laughs> show today. Um, do you like the Panthers? Like, I you? do. I okay. do. Um, whenever I moved here, I wasn't really the biggest fan. You know, they were just always on TV whenever there was no Sunday ticket back in 05, 06. So, um, but yeah, I'm becoming more of a Panthers fan. I mean, we talk about them every day, so it's kind of hard not to like them. Um, if the Bills and Panthers played, I would cheer for the Bills. But any other time that the Bills and Panthers don't play each other, which actually is only once every four years, uh, I'll cheer for the Panthers. I hope the Panthers do well. Um, yeah, I mean, I like Ron Rivera. I like, I like Cam. I like seeing Cam give the balls to kids in the stands i think that's kind of an awesome thing that he does so yeah definitely cheer for the panthers i think it's uh i think it's kind of good to have two teams as you would know as you have like seven teams so this guy this new guy here just ripping me here the, the people the people here don't know about my history all right so that you're also a uh, i don't mean to bring up a sore subject here you're all you are a panther fan the pittsburgh Panthers. pittsburgh panthers yes. yeah you you've ta- you you joined the show uh at a bad time a very bad time even if you weren't on the show the Pitt Panthers were going to be the joke of a lot of things. You happened to sit right between Mac and myself during the show. How many Pitt Panther jokes did you hear during the course of college basketball season? Um, four or five a day, at least. I mean, which is which is well deserved. They didn't win a game in the ACC. They went zero and nineteen if you include the tournament. Um, let's just say there's been better days. The Dewan Blair days with you know Levance Fields and uh, Jermaine Dixon, those type of guys. There's been way better days. We had a number one seed. I think. Th- Two out of three years at one time. At one time, which is actually not that long ago, 2010, 2011. Um, Ashton Gibbs days. You remember him? He was obviously a great player in college. Um, but yeah, there's been better days. But hopefully, there will be those days coming around again. I always thought that we could do better than Jamie Dixon as a coach. Obviously not. Since then, so uh, who do you want to be the head coach? Like who's? On, I know you said Sean Miller, but like, not it doesn't happen. appear that's going to happen. Who realistically? Uh, do you think the Pittsburgh Panthers head coach might Um, I would love Sean Miller. I don't think that's. I think that's kind of a pipe dream. I don't think that's going to happen. Why give up the Arizona job unless he's forced out? Um, which I think that he would take the job if he was forced out. And if he's forced out, though, that puts a lot of pressure on the Pittsburgh AD. Yes, exactly. Which might be the problem that hey, this guy might be in trouble. So yeah, there's so many factors that you may have to go younger. 
Younger, yeah, younger. A young guy that his uh, name has been mentioned is Buffalo's coach Nate Oates, which is a guy I like a lot. Maybe Pretty bring good it, coach. yeah, good coach. Bring him in. Uh, big name guy that I would like to see would be Thad Mata. He was the coach for Ohio State for a while. Obviously knows that area, recruits that area very well. So I would take either one of those guys in a heartbeat. Um, you know, it's just interesting to see. I just want them to be competitive again. I'm not saying we need to win the ACC next year. That'd be awesome. But how about just start with maybe five wins in the ACC next year, you know? <laughs> well, that seems like a, a steep, a steep, uh, <laughs> a steep, uh, what war am I looking for here? Steep climb. Steep climb. That's right. As far as it's been a long week. Can't, you can't use, the, I know the word climb from Taylor Swift. That's Yeah, why exactly. Me too. All right, let's get to the goodies here. We'll move on from some of the sports stuff that people don't really care about. Um no offense to you and your teams. <laughs> I just asked you for five no, minutes. No, they are boring teams. I, they I'm, definitely are. I know. I'm a Jets fan, so I understand completely. Um, what is one thing that you've learned from Mac so far? This is where it gets you. See, here's the deal. Mac doesn't listen to this. He doesn't. Well, he was he, just on it, though. He, yeah, but he'll never listen to it. <laughs> All we do half the time is rip Mac on it. Yeah, that's true. So go ahead. What is something that... That you've learned from Mac so far. Be mean about it if you got to. Go ahead. Nah. Um, Please. I don't know if I have anything mean for Mac. Come if I could think, no what have I learned about Mac? That he's very, uh, he's kind of hyper. People may not know because it's radio. He's not on TV, but he's right. constantly jerking back and forth in his seat, not really like staying still. He's always moving his hands. And, uh, you know, it's kind of funny to watch sometimes. I'm like, is he about to have a heart attack? Is he all right? But I'm guessing you seeing that is just a normal Tuesday, right? Well, no, I, I assume heart attack most of the time because. <laughs> In Las Vegas, we have Matt going out by a heart attack. Uh, in yeah. odds. What have you learned from old Bonesy, Uncle Bone? What has Uncle Bone taught you so far? Uncle Bone has taught me that it's okay to have more than one team. I think that if you want to look at it that way. What has uh, Uncle Bone taught you about the radio <laughs> business? What have I, where have I guided you down the right path um, of success so far? Please. Uncle Bone, me being your assistant producer, I would say that you've taught me that it's always good to throw a funny drop in there because I think that brings a little liveliness to the show. And I think I, I constantly laugh in my head every time you do that, whether it's drop the, means sound effects. Yeah, like the fat bastard ones where you're like, I'm a big fat slob. I think that one's my favorite. <laughs> Whenever you throw that one in there, it's pretty hilarious. Um, I haven't used that one this week. Yeah, I need yeah, to work you that need in there. Because that's always making fun of Mac, too, which is always hilarious. For people that don't know, this is not a, uh, a back padding situation. Maybe, like, they, they may wonder what or the roles during the show. Yeah. Zach is tremendous behind the scenes with Zach now podcasts the show afterwards. He does a lot of the internet type stuff for the show. Zach answers the phones. Zach does a lot of the um, stuff you don't see. Yeah, the stuff that I had to do for a long time, but mm-hmm. my role has changed here. So during the show, I, co- I co-host with Mac. I run the board and I, I'm i producer for the show. So I got to mm-hmm. like make sure the guests are good and any production elements of that. So there are a lot of... Th- it, there aren't a lot of bodies on this show. Yeah. So the the amount of jobs that we have individually is uh is um it's a lot. But that's what I'm talking about with the sound effects. Yeah. If I'm arguing arguing with Mac, sometimes I forget that I have like a hundred sound effects. So <laughs> sometimes I have to need that reminder like, oh, you didn't hit fat bastard. This yeah. Week. No, no, those are all th- those are always hilarious to me because it's always like unwarranted, you know, stuff that Mac has said in the past that maybe just people forget about that, you know, whether it's speeding up his voice, making him sound like a chipmunk right. or whatever it is, they're always hilarious to me. So like, I'm always trying to find like that next sound effect. Yeah. Right. So if anyone ever out there hears anything and says, hey, that's a great drop. Yeah. And just throw can, it in whenever. Yeah. yeah. I can make it work. Like I've got stuff in there that makes no sense whatsoever, but any moment in the, like we were talking about Johnny Menzel today. Mm-hmm. Well, I've got Skip Bayless talking about Johnny Menzel being bigger than LeBron James. So there are stuff that may not fit for that moment, but it works in the long run. One more thing. You witnessed, what was this about two weeks ago? You sat smack dab in the middle of the biggest blow up 
that Mac and I have. Is ever that the had. biggest blow up ever? That legitimately is. Oh yeah. Because usually Mac and I will argue; it doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. Like we'll, off the air, we won't even mention them sometimes. But we'll move on quickly. Mm-hmm. That one there, where I felt like I got jumped early in the show. Yeah. That was a bad one, right? Like that. It was set the scene here. I, I praised Joel Berry, and I said he's the ACC Player of the Year, which of course he didn't end up being that. But I said the amount of games this guy has one down the stretch or, or almost one down the stretch. It's ridiculous. I gave the award. I praised the crap out of Joel Berry. Yeah. And Mac got mad and said, well, that's why I have them going in yeah. the typical Mac fashion. Yeah. He said, that's why they're going to go further than Duke in the tournament. Now, this is this is now, it's hindsight now. But at the time, I was praising a UNC player as a Duke fan, and I felt like I got attacked for just – I wasn't ready to fight yet. It's 6.05 in the morning. Yeah. And you, 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 I don't think you knew what was about to happen either. Oh, no, I had no idea. Um, this was probably middle of February, so I would say a month ago now. And um, <laughs> me being somewhat new to the show, I started full time with you guys middle of January, so just about the beginning of the year. Right. But I wasn't sure if this was a every couple weeks type of thing. And it honestly, I was just like looking back and forth, like Mac to you to. What, are they serious? Are they about to throw hands right here? Am I going to have to referee this thing? Am I going to have to break it off, up? This is off the air, by the oh, way. Oh, this was way off the air. Because on the air, it got it got heated. Off the air, he was shaking. Oh, yeah. He, he was, was mad. He was screaming at me. He was shaking. Because what happened was, I, I said that he hates Duke. Yeah. He didn't I, like I that. I said that he hates Duke, and he didn't like the fact that I... He doesn't hate Duke, but in that moment, I felt like he was anti-Duke, and I I had enough I had enough of that. He hit the... He hit the the table in front did not the computer out, didn't it? it? It it turned the monitor off on the computer that I use. So I yeah, was like, the, the um, computer across Mac. the table. He hit the <laughs> he hit his hand so hard. Yeah, it turned off it, the computer. Out. And I think one of the things that you also have to mention in that, not trying to say anybody was right or wrong, but Mac at this point was very under the weather. He was saying how he doesn't feel good and you know all this type of stuff. I don't know if that contributed. I would say it would contribute a lot to that though. Yeah, he had missed shows before that being yes, sick. And I being sick, yep. And I completely took advantage of it. <laughs> yes, you did. I don't think, by the way, that my voice has been the same since that day. Uh-huh. I think I blew my voice out yelling off the air. We moved on eventually though. He did promise to buy me a steak dinner though, yeah, didn't he? He, he, apologized he apologized thoroughly the at the next segment. Or his, apologizing, the next his apologizing actually got on my nerves. <laughs> I'm like, I don't need your steak, man. I don't yeah. need your steak and your food. All right? Just stop. Just don't do that ever again. Just stop with that. All right, Zach, it was fun. Very we'll fun. Thanks again. for having me on. Give out your uh, Twitter information. How can people get a hold of you? Um, at Zach, Z-A-C-K. Don't spell your name Z-A-C-H, by the way. If you're naming a kid Zach, if you name a kid Zach with Z-A-C-H, his name is Zach, not Zach. So Zach, Z-A-C-K, W-F-N-Z is my Twitter handle. Uh, you know, whatever. Come at me. All right, Zach. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. Next yes, up, sir. we're going to do Mac and Time, oh. where Mac and I share some tales of Mac Attack past. Don't want to miss it. All right. Welcome back to the Boneyard Podcast, the relaunch episode. And with this new podcast, we're going to try out many new features. And one that I wanted to try was a segment called Mac and Time. Where I bring in host of the Mac Attack, Chris McLean, my dog, my uh, my sensei for the last 13 years, where we're going to let the listeners vote, Mac, on maybe a story from our past that maybe they don't know about. Yeah. Maybe there's they maybe they've heard it in passing, but we're going to go more into it's like a 30 for 30. But don't stay for like two hours because that would, that would be a really long time. <laughs> you think I want to stay for two hours? I've been around uh, you enough today. I barely got you here for the extra 30 minutes today. <laughs> so the stories today that people could vote on were. The Secret Service incident, 
Oh, that's old school, man. That's an old school one from our producer back in the day, J.R. Gump, when yeah. the Secret Service came to the radio station. But we're not going to give the details of all the stories. Uh, Mac and Bone Cuddling. I got the lowest votes, by the way, on that. 17% of the votes. People like, I don't need to hear. Don't need to hear. Bone versus Smitty won the contest or won the vote, 36%. Yeah. That's an all. That's an and there's timer. a secret story from 2006 that you're not even aware of. How did Mac in 2006 change my life? You're curious, aren't you? Oh, interesting. We might do both these today. How about this? We, we do both those. Are we going to end up holding each other after the story? Is that what's going to well, happen? Mac and Bone cuddling number two might be on the list. Uh, okay, okay. But we're going to start with Bone versus Smitty from 2011. Oh, yeah. When, I, when you think of the Bone versus Smitty feud from 2011, Mac, what's your first thought? We'll, de- we'll detail here as we go along, but like, what's the, what's the first thing that jumps into your mind? I'd like to know how dirty your drawers were when you went home and took them off that I day. Did, I did tinkle down my leg a little bit. Because Steve is a uh, man. He was mad, and he when he's mad, it's, it's scary. Like You're like a keep to leave, man. You don't want to be in that position. So let's set the scene. It was, um, what, uh, it was right after Cam got drafted. Right around like a week or two later. Yeah. Uh, Musin Muhammad was part of our radio station, and he had a charity uh, taco eating contest yep. uptown. Big, big event. Garcia yeah. was involved. Uh, a lot of people were involved. But that day on the air, I don't think we – did we know Smitty was no. involved in it? I don't, I don't remember. Because when we got out there, we were like, oh, no. Smitty was mad at the show today, and now he's here, and you're here, and we're here. Yeah. So the backstory is it was off of – it was 2011, so we were off the 2010 season, right? Very rough season. Mm-hmm. The discussions about the Panthers after 2010, it wasn't a pretty sight, right? We're talking about Jimmy Clausen and versus Cam. Yeah. And we're talking about Smitty, because of the quarterbacks, didn't have the best year of, of his career in 2010, obviously. No, it was his worst because of that. And I don't think D'Angelo had a great year either. Because the topic that you brought up was, if you could get rid of D'Angelo or Smitty, which one would you move on from? No, oh, so now you're blaming it on me. No, that was the topic. But you went, you went, D'Angelo. Okay. And I said, well, I'll, I'll get rid of Smitty here. And I suggested that they oh, trade geez. him. That, that was a problem right there. Yeah, the no, that, that's bad fault, choice. Problem number one. Multiple ways. I didn't know about his issues with Santana Moss. I didn't know that that was a thing already because of the draft class. Because of the the size of the like, there was a lot of. He's been compared to Santana Moss, who he is so much better than. Yeah. So then you could. What'd you say? You said I something said, about why Santana. don't they get rid of Smitty and bring in Santana Moss? Yeah. You know, the heat of the show. I'm not. I'm not thinking about Smitty. I mean, Smitty is a listener of the show, but yeah. I'm not thinking. About, was. I'm not thinking. Uh, oh no, Smitty is going to hear this. And as soon as I was talking, the phone rings, and the guy doesn't introduce himself. He just says, oh, "Watch your back." What? Or whatever he said. You know, watch your back or be careful, be careful or something like that. I said, ha, 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 hey, Smitty. He hung up the phone. You knew it was Smitty even though he didn't introduce himself? Well, I, I, I've, t- I've talked to him enough on the phone back oh, okay, then to okay, know, yeah. like, yeah. I, knew, I, I, I knew the voice. And I was like, oh, boy. Didn't, didn't, oh, boy. <laughs> didn't cor- <laughs> Gee willikers. <laughs> didn't correlate that he might be part of the taco. This is the exact same day. Yeah. This is the exact, like, three hours later, we're at the taco eating contest. So, at the time... Uh, I wasn't even nervous when we got out there. I wasn't thinking about anything. So remember, Thomas Davis was a part of our show. Yeah, he used to be on a lot back then, yeah. So I'm in this little, like, convenience area inside the building. Taco eating contest was outside. I'm in the building, and Thomas Davis walks up. I don't know it's him. And this huge hand grabs me by the shoulder. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, bleep. <laughs> and it's Thomas Davis. He's like, he was very, what's un- up, man? Yeah. I'm like, hey, TD, glad you're here, man. Uh I think Smitty might want to beat me up if he's out here today. And he goes, 
What'd you do? I said, well, I, I suggested trading for Santana Moss. He went, oh, no. <laughs> and the look of fear in Thomas Davis's eyes, some of the, most, the greatest linebackers ever. He went, oh, man. He knew. He knew there was trouble. So we, the contest goes down and the events go down. I'm actually sitting near Smitty at the judging contest. Yeah, right? yeah. He patted me on the back so hard. And I get hurt. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and back, I'm thinking, uh, oh, boy. But I didn't think what was going to happen next would ever take place. Can you describe Buckner was there, too, Brunson Buckner? He had to come over and intervene. He, he was trying to intervene, knowing both of us. He, saw me, get hit, he saw me get hit in the back. Buckner, he said, oh, boy. So Buckner was near me the whole time. Yeah. And then Buckner decided I got to go home. So it was me <laughs> he left on an island in the middle of this courtyard like a schoolyard fight. Describe the scene, Mag, that happens next. I was in there too, Bone. I didn't leave you. I was you, in there. I was you, trying to talk Steve down. You didn't help me out, though, did you? I was trying to talk him down. I told him. It's the only time I ever told somebody, stop listening to our show. Maybe you shouldn't listen. Like, I will tell anybody, man. I don't care how. I don't care who you are, right? Yeah, you've tried to get Charles Manson in the app before. It does not matter. So, But I was talking to him, and his whole thing is, I'm driving in a car, like listening to you guys, which is flattering, which is cool, and he always has been a big supporter of the station. Keep in mind, during this scene, he's in my face. Yeah. Like, keep in mind that he's like two inches away from my face. Oh, yeah. He got up in your face, and then I think we got him to step back, and I was trying to talk to him. Cops were there? And he was, uh, yeah, cops are looking and watching. Not doing anything, mind you. They were his cops um, that was protecting him there. But I was like, he was like, hey, I got my kids in the car. They're hearing this. They don't want to hear daddy talked about that way. Right. And that's the only time I ever said, well, maybe the show, you shouldn't listen to it or something like that. But at one point, I stepped back. He was like in your face, giving you MF junk. me, MFing me pretty yeah, hard. He was cussing at you, and then I realized he said, "Where he said, where are you from?" I said, "I'm from Connecticut, sir." <laughs> he said, "I'm from the streets of Los Angeles." I went, uh, "Not really the same thing." I mean, I think he, doesn't he really? I think you know. I think you know that at this point. I mean, what the heck? He's giving you his resume. I'm wearing an American gonna... Eagle polo shirt. I got to tell you, Smitty, we know how badass you are. It didn't matter where you were from. You would whip T Bone's ass, my ass, and anybody's ass. Look, well, <laughs> to his credit, man, he hears something about him. He he confronts that person. Like it's not like. It's not like he goes on social media and like just goes out. You know, he, that's true. That's, that's like he goes. I mean, that's the thing. You're gonna say something about Smitty. You gotta own up to it. And I, to pee on my leg that day, I owned up to it. The funniest part of the whole thing is when I took a step back and then he was talking to you. I look around and I realize they had all the local mascots out for this taco eating contest. <laughs> they are all standing there watching, like just very interested. Of course, they can't say anything. It's mascot law. No, you can't. But they're all watching, kind of nodding their head as each of you say something. It was just, it was a bizarre scene, man. We had uh, Chubby Checker was out there from the Checkers. Yeah. Lugnut was there, you know, the Speedway yeah, mascot. Yeah. Norm the Niner. Sir Purr didn't know what to do with himself because his own guy's here in the scrap. Um, the funniest part about that, Norm the Niner was upset. I could look at the core of my eye. Norm the Niner. How can you tell he's in a mess? He was shaking his head doing this move. Because two days later, my best friend that died was a Charlotte baseball. He's a legend, basically. The press box is named after him. Yeah. And they did an event for him out there. So I was out there two days later at UNC Charlotte in in the press box that's named after him. Well, Norm comes up to me with the handler. The handler was there, too, at the event. Yeah. Handler walks up and goes, uh, Norm, uh, Norm obviously can't talk, but on his behalf, he's very sorry about the incident that took place on uh, on Thursday. Oh, so Norm had your back. So Norm, Norm, Norm had, my, he said, had Norm, your back. He said Norm hasn't slept in days over this thing. Oh God, that is hilarious. The other guy that was there, look, man, we had a guy that worked here named uh, Brett Jensen, right? Uh, he was on our shows at the time, right? He's part of our station. Yeah. So you're there trying to talk Smitty down. I'll never forget. I got Brett Jensen over my right shoulder, agreeing with Smitty. <laughs> he's gone. Sounds he's about right. Nodding his head, going, "Yep, mm-hmm. yeah." I'm thinking to myself, 
if, if Smitty tries to punch me and I duck and he knocks out Brett Jensen, America may have won something here. <laughs> I'm like, well, get my back, Jensen. What are you doing here, man? Yeah, guys I was trying kill. to intervene and help, man. I was trying to help. Smitty just had to vent on you, though. In my, but, um, in my, I was, uh, wasn't married to April at the time we were dating each other. By the way, this is like two months after I started dating her. I had to, t- to call her and text her, hey, uh, I got confronted by Steve Smith. She said, well, why don't you take a punch for the team? You get money for it. That's how so many people said that, by the way. Why didn't you take one? I said, come on, man. I'm I don't face- think he wanted to punch. I no, think he just no. Wanted to and by like, the way, I've seen Smitty. Rattle your cage. I saw Smitty months later, and he gave $1,000 to Toys for Tots. I've oh, seen, yeah. It's not I've like this has lingered or I've anything. seen him in the hallway at the station before. He, he dabbed me up. Like, it's, not, it's more funny on my end. That I had to pee my pants because of Steve Smith. Steve's probably like, they're still milking that damn story for entertainment. You know what I mean? Like, because, yeah, nothing's happened since then. He's been great. Um, but, yeah, that was, that, I couldn't believe what was happening, man. Could not believe what was happening. And uh, what else was going on? Oh, there were kids there. Kids were trying to get autographs with their parents. And Steve's yelling at you. And I could see the parents one by one, like, <laughs> pull little Johnny aside. We got to go, little Johnny. This isn't a good time. Steve Reed came up to me from the ape. Uh, was he the observer? Where was he then? Steve Reed. Not the Gas and Gazette. I think he wasn't the AP yet. Yeah. Came up to me afterwards, like eating a carrot or something. Like media guy's eating a snack, right? Yeah. He's like, hey, Bone, welcome to the club, man. And all these writers are like, yeah, Bone, welcome. I'm like, hey, guys, how do you deal with it, right? Oh, that's a trip, man. That was a good one, though, Bone. And yes, unfortunately, we are still milking this right now, apparently. Do you, do you know that uh, for, for days afterwards, I looked over my shoulder, no matter where I was? It's like Freddy Krueger was in your. It's like Freddy Krueger was he, after you or something. He, he spun that ball in my head for probably a year or so. I well, thought, yeah, join the club on that one, probably right. I mean, there's probably a bunch of defensive backs, Bone, that after they got done with, after Smitty got done with them, like how about Fred Smoot? You can't tell me Fred Smoot wasn't looking around that whole next week <laughs> no. after that love boat celebration. Do you have time, real quick? We'll give a bonus story here. The story from 2006 that I, I was trying to think of, like what stories would entertain people now. And I thought, well, there's a story that Mac may not be fully aware of, that Mac may have al- Mac's presence may have altered the course of my life forever. Do you know what happened in 2006? I have no idea what this it is. It involved beautiful Union County, North Carolina. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay, so to September 2006, we just changed the show around to where our, our host at the time, Sandy Penner, had left. Yeah. So it was me and you, basically, and a guy named J.R. Gump. So do you remember we went to... Uh, our boss at the time, DJ Stout, had the college football viewing party on a Saturday. Remember, we came out there and we watched games. He sort of talked about the show and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Well, obviously, I met you at your house. You live near him, five minutes away. Yeah. yeah. So I met you at your house. And I had a girlfriend at the time named Caitlin, who I loved. She was like my first love, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She had just moved here to live near me in college. Like We were starting to separate a little bit because of trying to find – at twenty, I was 21 years old. So trying to find that balance of being a producer for a show and yeah. dealing with a girlfriend that's only two years younger than you, yeah, yeah. and try so it was it was it was going down a bad path, right? So we had been bickering anyway. So this is pre really great GPS stuff, right? Pre apps on the phone. So yeah. you live out there, you live out there, and for me from Concord to there, that's tough. Like oh, that's, yeah, this isn't your world. And man. if you don't know that's where you're long way too. If you don't know where you're going, you, you can end up you can end up pretty lost. Dude, I got lost in Union County the other day. I was on a detour, got lost. My daughter's yelling in the back. How did we get lost, Daddy? This close to the house. So, so uh, I know what you're saying, man. It's a lot yeah, of back and roads, it, and it's like ten o'clock at night. She she gets she was working uptown at uh, Rock Bottom Brewery at the time, I think. And I had to go pick her up at like eleven or twelve. I had to pick yeah. her up at some point. Right. So I, I left your house at like. I don't know, 10, yeah. 9, 30, 10. 
We should it, give you plenty of time to get uptown. It, it should be. Um, uh, Mac, I, I got so lost. I didn't, I didn't end up getting out of Union County until about 1 in the morning. I drove in circles. For like three hours? You I were dro- in Union County trying I to get out of it? I drove in circles and circle. I ended up driving by. I, I, I got so lost. I ended up, I couldn't pick her up. And she's freaking out about it. So I couldn't pick her up already on the outs, right? Yeah. I'm circling Union County. I'm getting basically, by the way, she's still, she's a great person. I'm not, I think her, her new husband listens to the show. I oh, okay. I, God I just, bless. It's nothing about her. It's all on me. I got so lost and so frustrated. I drove around Union County until like 1230. I could, could not. Could you not find a gas station? Because it was all back roads, probably. It was all back roads. Yeah. And I kept driving down the same back roads over and over again. It's hard to, again, this is pre- GPS stuff. So why'd you not call me up? My phone was dying. Oh my god, you're a mess. And it also, by the way, on the way out, you said you needed directions, Bo, and I said, dude, I'm tr- I got this, man. Of course, you're a man. We all. How many men have refused directions and then and something I, horrible happened? I've held that in. All of us. I've held that in now for 12 years because here's what happened. It all came to a head the next day. She was furious. Couldn't go pick her up. What happened the next day, man? She dumped me the next day. She dumped you the next day. She dumped day. me the next day. So you never told me. You told me that it happened, but you never that said That was like the final, the final yeah. thing, right? I got lost. Were you he, mad? Were you like, man, if Mac didn't live all the way out there, I'd still I mean, be with listen, her. man, it probably would have. It wasn't a uh, destiny wasn't on my side. Something would have happened. You would have screwed but something I, up but on But I, I drove around. for. So, I was about to cry. I, I had to go to a gas. By the way, I was running out of gas, too. Yeah. Like my gas station. So you finally found a gas station. I found like an old rundown gas station that the pump was working. I ended up like finally getting to like the Stallings area, right? I ended up finally yeah, getting yeah, to like yeah. gas stations there. And yeah, then, okay. Even still, then it wasn't like we had like GPS on my phone. So the guys like, hey, go here, 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 and there. So I actually got lost once. Had to come back to the same guy again and be like, he's like, still lost, man. Jeez. So that that so that that moment there in time really changed the course of my history, really. That one night. I mean, she got that mad at you. She said it's over just because your dumb listen, ass got it, lost. Listen, it was probably over anyway. Let's be honest. Once she it. realized she was too good for you, she was probably like, yeah, I need she, a reason. Once she, she moved to Charlotte and realized, huh, this is a pretty cool place. <laughs> I was, I was out. I was, I was struggling. I was trying to do the work balance thing anyway. Like, I was, yeah. it was in trouble. That was the moment there where it ended. Damn, she should freaking thank me. She hasn't thanked me yet. I'm very upset by that. Yep. So that's it. That is uh, Mac in time. We went long there. Well, you got two stories there. This is an example of once in a while, we'll bring Mac in here. We got to talk about the cuddling story. Yeah. South Carolina football game. Secret service story. We got to do that one. Secret service. So I'm sure there's other. If you know of a story out there that we've you've heard in passing, yeah. but you want told, well, certainly we'll, we'll be here to, to Let's tell do stories. It. We got a lot of new listeners, new listeners constantly. So you know they haven't heard a lot of these old stories about us. I didn't even know that story right there. So that's pretty freaking cool. But uh, yeah, yeah it's a nice my, feature. I like it. My, man. my first love uh, went away because I got lost on the back roads of Union County. <laughs> no wonder you never want to come anywhere near my house again. <laughs> anytime I mean, I know it's a haul, but anytime I'm like, hey, man, come over, hang out. No, I have post ain't happening again. I have post traumatic Union County disorder. <laughs> Why? Because I still I still feel the moment when I was driving around. Like there's like the big uh, is there a water tank out there? There's a big giant water. That's over by Stallings, I think, right? Yeah, because I, I I circled some water tank like yeah. over and over again. Like I got so lost. Yeah, you were. Even if I called you, I, I don't think I could have. Oh, by the way, did you have a cell phone back then? Yeah, I had a cell okay, phone. it was two thousand. I got a cell phone when I first started dating my wife. I was one of the latest people ever to get a cell phone. I got a cell phone in two thousand four. 
Like you didn't text till 2008 or so. Oh yeah, remember. texting took me a while. Because that's too. the thing too. It was like 11:30. I'd I have to call you. You didn't want to call. So yeah, texting because was I'm, nice. trust me, this is I'm, uh, Mac and I weren't as close back then. So I don't want to be like, hey man, I'm yeah. stuck here. Oh and, now you just come up my house. I could be naked in bed and you just come up in, dude. I've pretty matter. much seen you naked in our hotel room. You so. know. <laughs> All right, that's enough of this. More stories next time you come in here. Enjoyed it. Uh, morals of the story: Don't talk about Smitty and Santana Moss and. Don't go to Union County and drive around for three hours. That might ruin your love life. There you go. That's good lessons. That's it. That's a wrap. As I mentioned at the beginning here of the rewatched episode of the Boneyard podcast, you're going to get a look inside my world, my life, some people that matter to me, some people that may not matter to me, like Mac, but he was on earlier. We're now going to bring in my best friend for the last 20 years, a guy whose name used to be on the radio all the time because he was my roommate when I got in the radio, and he was my roommate until we got married in, uh, what does that, 2000, 2008, 2009, that area? We bring in my best friend, Ryan Chubbs Denny. Chubbs, you there, my man? I'm here, T-Bone. What's going on? You sound really excited for me to call you on this uh, Friday afternoon. Hey, anything for you, man. It's been a long time since we caught up, and uh, you know what better way than telling the world about our catch-up story? Absolutely, yeah, and I th- to it. I thought of you because I brought you up on the air the other day. Uh, you're a diehard for for life Virginia Cavaliers fan. Yep. It's uh, ever since gosh, the late '80s, growing up as a kid in Central Virginia. I mean, that was the team. It was either you were orange and blue or orange and maroon, and that sort of decided your fan base there and so it's been uh it's been a long road it's been a fun but uh ups and downs i'm sure we can get into that for from this last you've, you've been there from the been there from the george welsh days with his big nose um <laughs> you, you 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 made it through the sweaty p gillen years uh the dave lado years al grow you've had a lot of uh, a lot of ups and downs where I told you last what, like last Tuesday or Wednesday. Actually, it was after it was after you guys uh, played Carolina for the ACC championship game. I said, "Chubbs, no need to fear. This is your year. This is the year Virginia breaks through to the final four. I don't know about championship because of the Hunter injury, but this is your year to at least break through to the final four. Two days later, three days later, try to explain to the uh, to the listeners exactly what happened to Virginia basketball here in Charlotte." Well, coming from a guy who has uh, um, multiple teams that are powerhouse in the basketball department, telling me <laughs> that this is my year, I'm like, I don't know if I should if I should believe this guy because he's been blessed with year after year after year of successful basketball. I have. I well, I, I've been blessed except for UConn is now uh, <laughs> UConn is now in the bottom. But anyway, continue with what you're saying. Go ahead. That's why you have a backup plan, and your Devils are looking really good. So. Always have a backup plan, Chubbs. Yeah, that's, that might be my problem. I don't have a backup plan. So, yeah, this, this season was magical. I mean, I tell you what, just coming into the season, not even being ranked, you know, my expectations were kind of low, but you just sort of look at the roster and there's a lot of unknowns. And things just started to look really, really good. And then, you know, we've, we've avoided the injury bug pretty much all year. A couple scares here and there down the road. Um, with Kyle's knee, and, and um, I think Isaiah had some back issues coming down the stretch, but you know for the most part unscathed. And then, you know, we get into March, 
Things are looking really good, um, and it's almost like you're waiting for that letdown. As a Virginia fan, you know that there's going to be a couple games that you know matchups might be a problem, or it's just an off night shooting because you know the defense is going to be there 95 percent of the time. It's just who's going to step up, and, and Virginia hasn't really had even the Malcolm Brogdon days has not had that go-to guy. Um, it's either you're relying on one or two guys to carry you through the evening, and it could be anybody. Um, but there's always that chance where nobody's clicking. And it's happened a couple times throughout the course of the year. But, um, you know, it's, it's always been able to find a way. I mean, they, they snuck by Boston College earlier this year. Not many people even remember that. It was a one-point win at home um, back in early January, I believe, the first ACC game of the season. Um, they could have very easily lost that game, and that would have sort of – created a completely different path for this team, but they found a way to win that. You know, you had the Louisville game as well. So there was a lot of games that could have gone either way, but just knowing from a Virginia fan, some, you know, putting together that many games in a row in a tournament setting is going to be tough. Um, and then the Hunter injury, I think, came out on Tuesday. I think that psychologically messed with them a little bit. I don't know if they would have won with yeah. them because of the way the game went down, but I thought they didn't have time to – sort of get themselves they didn't have a week or two weeks or a month to play without Hunter I thought they were on such a high after winning the ACC then they get the Hunter news like on that Monday or Tuesday I thought psychologically that really wounded Virginia uh, uh, last Friday oh it was a you know I had a group text with my dad and my brother and it was like this is a massive blow to the team. I mean, Hunter was that X actor. There was no, you know, backup plan for Hunter. I mean, he was that six seven guy with humongous wingspan who could, you know, he could defend. Uh, he's the best defend. NBA talent on the team, really. Yeah, he is. He yeah, he's the best guy. He's he's the next guy to go to the NBA for Virginia. Um, and they usually don't have a a ton of NBA talent, but he's the he's the guy most promising. But having him go down was just you could just feel. Um, it was a massive blow, and it, you know, you could sort of feel from the um, when they had media day um, going into the tournament. You know, talking with some of the players, you, I saw some stuff online, and you just the first question that every people or everyone was asking in the media to the players was, you know, how are you going to deal with the loss of Dre? And and you know, you could tell just by their emotion that it was definitely affecting them. And so, just having to get up that quickly for the next opponent. Um, you know, taking your fourth leading scorer off the team um, and a guy who's been, you know, coming off the bench and, and giving you 20 minutes of solid, solid play. I mean, he was that spark in that Duke game. He was. Cameron. And this is the second um, time you guys have had – you had the Justin Anderson injury in 2015. Mm-hmm. So you guys have had these tremendous seasons just derailed by unfortunate injuries at the wrong time. Oh, yeah. I think three of our last four – uh, NCAA tournament uh, appearances. Uh, we had Anthony Gill had a significant um, ankle injury right, a couple yeah. years ago, and then last year Isaiah Wilkins had this mystery debilitating illness um, in the last couple of games right. of the year. Um, so you really look at you know, I guess four seasons in the last five or six that you know Virginia has put together solid seasons, um, but just bad luck, um, and then just the. The absolute nightmare of, uh, of last Friday night. I mentioned when <laughs> this podcast began here that we have been best friends for what twenty years now. Oh yeah, it's going. I moved to, across the street from you, and I think it was ninety nine. Yeah, so we'll be all going on twenty years. You grew up. We grew up across the street in high school, freshman year of high school. Chubbs moves to town, 
Uh, we become best friends in high school. He lives across the street. We parlay that into moving to Charlotte together. We were roommates. We basically lived together, you know, whatever, from like 99 to 2009 because you're across the street. We were together all the time. So we have about a 10-year uh, bond there of being near each other. What uh, When you think of growing up with old Bonesy here, what is a story that comes to mind? Like what really – what's the first thing you think of when you think of this guy over here? I think you're being my shotgun buddy driving my, uh, I think it was a 1992 Grand Caravan, the extended version. No, the gray um, monster. My first car. And so having you sort of just ride around town, um, and when the reverse, you know, decided to crop out, you were that guy that was always going to push me out of the parking spot from your, in and out of your driveway every morning into school. Yeah, you had this old van that wouldn't go in reverse. So if we ever got in a situation where you had to back up the car, I had to jump out and push the – I was pushing this van all around town for years. Uh, then there was the incident when we decided that we were going to egg that house. Uh, that was a bad decision. I was on the other side of town, yeah. um, and the car was working great, or should I say the van was working great <laughs> all evening. Um, we decided to do a little you know, mischief activity, and um, on, on the way home, our getaway vehicle decided to knock it out of first gear. So we drove all the way across town. I think the max we got to was 14 miles an hour, um, and we were just waiting for a car to, to come up next to us and I don't know, throw eggs, throw rocks, or even worse at us. But we luckily we made it home. But those are those are some of the good times. And you know, riding the lawnmower around the, the neighborhood. We did ride the lawnmowers around the neighborhood. That is true. You used to drive it over to my house. That's right. Yeah, and having uh, gosh, we had so many. Uh, you know, the bracket bunker. Every March, we'd go to your house and um, put the dry erase board up, and here's all the games for the day, and literally not move for. 96 hours yeah we, we would stay in one room from thursday till uh the end of sunday for i mean it, we had snacks in a cooler we wouldn't we wouldn't go to the, the kitchen i don't i think i wore the same pants for four days i don't even think i changed i didn't i wasn't even wearing pants by the end of sunday uh two points here number one back to the egging the cars uh, the egg in the house story the, the the reasons we did stuff growing up was was asinine we egged this guy's house because he had, for some reason, we were upset that he sold counterfeit tickets to one of the dance contests at school. And so, this is true. So, like, I don't know if someone had a girl that was in the dance con- Something was, there was a connection to the contest where someone was mad that he did. This guy tried to sell counterfeit tickets to a high school dance competition. And we got mad and said, we will show this young man not to sell counterfeit dance tickets. And also, one more thing. I think my I was I always felt cool to be like your shotgun guy. Right? I'm riding my I got my buddy here. Like we're we're cruising through the neighborhood. Do you know when my life changed though to where I wasn't cool anymore? Uh, I think was it the time you know once the, my van blew up uh, and I got my uh, my Nissan Altima. We were driving around town and uh, I got pulled over and you got pulled out of the car <laughs> and frisked. Yeah, they thought I was dealing drugs. And I, I think you had a hoodie on and a big, your know, big New York Giants starter jacket. I did, I did. And they said, "Look at your, eye, look at your eyes, son." And I had to say, "Listen, man, these are my eyes, right? Like, I'm not high. I promise you. Like, I was born with these, with these eyes. Okay, everyone thinks I'm high. I'm not high. These are my eyes." And then let me go. The, the the time it changed for me, Chubbs, was this: when the song "No Scrubs" came out. When was that? Like 2001 or so? 2000, 2001? Because the lyrics were. Uh, I don't want no scrub hanging out the passenger side of his best friend's ride. And I went from cool 
to people going scrub. I, I went from I went from the a cool guy to a guy where they went. And that song's about him. He's hanging literally hanging outside the passenger side of his best friend's ride. To me, that that altered my life forever. <laughs> I, I could see, you know, if someone in your your shoes or your seat, um, how that could be very impactful. And then, um, you know, figuring out where do you go from here. And that's the next big question. I mean, you made it, though. We figured out a way to get you down to Charlotte. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know if I made it yet. The other problem that I had, too, you remember this one. Uh, I talk about this one every Valentine's Day. Remember, I made a, I made a play for a girl with a, uh, a – I don't know if you remember this or not. I gave her a flower, and I gave her a, a, a Napster CD that I burned, and I asked, I asked her to the prom, and we still sit here. In 2018, she has not answered me yet. I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah. I'm not sure why she hasn't answered you. Because you would have been the perfect date. Maybe she, <laughs> maybe the CD didn't work. I don't know. I gave her on the CD. There was only one song on the CD, by the way. Do you know what song that was? Uh, I don't know. Kiss by a Rose by Seal. <laughs> and she told me, my, my she actually did uh, reach out eventually and say that her... Uh, her her dad wouldn't let her go to the prom, right? Guess who showed up at the prom with a date? Her, she did. Mm. So I, sure she knows she knows who she is. She probably listens to this. She'll probably listen to this, and she'll realize that big prime piece of meat I could have had is off the market. How about that? <laughs> her loss. All right, Chubbs. We appreciate you talking Virginia, talking about stories from the past. We'll do it again soon. You can become a, uh, a fixture on the uh, Boneyard Podcast. Appreciate you, buddy. Thanks for everything. Let's do it, man. All right. Let's have a good one. Thanks again. See you, pal. Monday, it's a new episode of All Rise, the legal drama where one judge is shaking up the system. When I take the bench, I'm taking a vow to fight for justice. One case at a time. Your Honor. We're going to trial. Simone Misick is Judge Lola Carmichael. Up on that bench. Everything is different. A new episode of All Rise. Freedom is at stake. It's important. Followed by a new episode of Bull, Monday at 9, 8 central on CBS.